we are back. Welcome to yet another episode of Behind the Lens. I'm Debbie Lynn Elias, film critic, MovieSharkDeBlore.com. You can find me online, in print, and every Monday right here on Adrenaline Radio at 11 a.m. Pacific, 2 p.m. Eastern. I always have to stop and think. On a Monday, you know, it's you're tired. But this is a really fantastic, very special episode of Behind the Lens because we have live in studio one of the hottest guys on the Telemundo network right now. <laughs> the fab and he's sitting here looking look at this face. Alex Ruiz is with us, one of the stars of Quién es Quién. Hola, ¿cómo estás? Bien. Yeah, I understood, <laughs> I understood that much. Hey, I, what's going on? <laughs> my pig Spanish from, you know, junior high and high school kicks in every once in a while. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you. Thank you for having me. It's awesome to be here. Fan of your show. Pretty cool. Well, that's the exciting part. Somebody listens. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) One of the many, I'm sure. One of the many. So I keep hearing. Mm -hmm. So I keep hearing. I still find it very strange. And I'm sure you find it strange, too, when people all of a sudden, you didn't think that anybody was listening or watching you on something, or or especially with many of the things that you do. Yeah. And then suddenly somebody says something. You go, oh, wow. You know, it it happens a lot. Uh, Honestly, it happens a lot with commercials. That I've done. I've done a lot, you know, over 50, 60 commercials, and, and you would think that they would recognize me for something else, but then they throw out, you know, Aflac at me or something, and it's it's pretty funny. Well, when you get the job of the Aflac duck, <laughs> then we'll talk. Yeah, 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 yeah. I you, tried. I tried. You, and, uh, who's uh, the guy that does the voice? What's his name? Um, well, I know Gilbert Godfrey. Gilbert Godfrey. Well, yeah, he, he, got, yeah, he got fired. He's the one that got fired for yeah, insensitive remarks. Yes. Yeah. Well, we won't get into we, that. But we, don't, we won't get into that. Yeah, but then they got someone else that sounds exactly like him. And, yeah. and the guy came out of nowhere. Right, yeah, I know. He wasn't even a voice actor like yourself. So yeah. where, where is where is the justice in that? I There is no justice in Hollywood. That's what happens. You know, I really tried to get that part, but nothing. So, so, so instead, here you are. You're voicing. <laughs> you know, you're doing great voicing as on Whisper, the Nickelodeon. Yeah, there's show. a yeah Nickelodeon Whisper. I voice a, a lot of characters there, but the main voice that I did was uh, Monty, the meerkat. Which is a little meerkat. Oh, I love that guy. And everybody, everybody so loves cute. meerkats. Yeah, it is. Yeah, true, true. I, when I told uh, Kim, my publicist, mm-hmm. which you know she, I, that I was a meerkat, she just lost. He's like, oh my god, that's my favorite animal. It and it, it truly is. Yeah. It yeah. true knowing Kim. Yeah. Yes. Really cute. You know, animals. She just goes nuts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah, you know, yeah. let's not be rude here. Let's just say we have another very special guest here oh, in yeah. studio. <laughs> mm-hmm. Somebody brought the, a friend along. Yes, I brought my girlfriend along to show her, you know, what I do. And this, this is it. Hey, babe. <laughs> well, tell people her name. Oh, it's Sarah. Hey, Sarah. Oh my God. <laughs> She's a dancer. Ooh, mm-hmm. very nice. Yeah. Has she gotten to dance in any of your commercials? Uh, not in the commercials. Actually, in nothing that I've done. <laughs> it sounded like I was going to say something or, else, but no, no. But, did, yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. We keep it, you know, we keep it clean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, she dances for this group called Carmography, right? And she, Bollywood stuff. And they oh, tour wow. around the country and dance. It's pretty cool stuff. Yeah, I saw one of her shows yesterday. Really, really cool. So when you need to get into a frame for, for voicing a meerkat and you need moves, yeah, you can go to Sarah and say, how would a meerkat move? <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I have not asked her how to move. Actually, I'm a little embarrassed when I have to move around her, you know, because I like when with voices, I tend to move a lot, you know, mm-hmm. like my body, everything moves. 
a lot more than it should, you know. And uh, I, I kind of get a little self-conscious um, when I do it, except when I'm out on the in the in the actual booth, mm-hmm. you know, with whoever's directing it. But I really tell we have a lot of vi- or a few videos that actually Sarah has taken when I do voices. Like I bring her in and she does some videos. And I see myself and I'm just moving around and going mm-hmm. crazy, especially with animals. You know, like these kids shows are yeah. all animals and they're so uh, um, charactery, you know, and they're all jumpy and live and a lot of movement and stuff. So mm-hmm. it's really cool, actually. I love it. OK, now, do I do I see a, a theme of typecasting here? Alex playing animals, Alex playing animals. <laughs> and they're very cute animals, though. Yeah, they're very cute animals. But I um. It's uh, that's just for that one show. It's it's a bunch of animals, but yeah, I've done I've done a bunch of other stuff, you know, from little kids to old. South old Park. People. South Park. South Park. I did uh, the whole season nineteen season nineteen, but that's in Spanish. But uh, yeah, there's a bunch like thirty characters or something on every episode. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, it's really cool. It's it, I think I mean every time I do like a job, I think it's the coolest job in the world. Um, you know, I, I, I did a video game as well, you know, and I did this motion mm-hmm. capture and at, at that point I was like, this is the most fun job in the world and I've done voicing, but when I did South Park for some reason, I really, really loved it. Like I was really excited when I had to get, uh, get called in uh-huh. and I would go and I was like, what do you got for me? Which, which one? So he'd show me some pictures and I would watch the English version cause that was already out and I'd see the episode and be like, okay, I think I could do this guy, this guy, and this guy. So then I would go in and he'd ask me, he's like, okay, you can do this guy, you know? And I was like, well, I also saw this old guy. Can I do him? He's like, yeah, give it a shot. So then I would do him. And it was, it was so much fun because the guy wow. um, doing the directing was a friend of mine too. Mm-hmm. So we just have a lot of, a lot of fun. And South Park, the thing, the th- I think the thing that made it more fun is that it's so, um, you know, it's not for kids, obviously, you know? And it's just really funny when you, you're playing a little kid you know, like a 10-year-old, and you're swearing and you're saying all these bad things and bad words. It just doesn't doesn't make sense, especially in Spanish, you know. It's really funny stuff. Yeah. Well, you know, and it's it's funny you say because so many, I know so many voice actors mm-hmm. out there, and, you know, some they all have different techniques for voicing. Mm-hmm. Some really get into the character. Yeah. Some don't. Mm-hmm. I think one of the most interesting conversations I had about voicing was with Sir Ben Kingsley. Mm. For the voicing he did in uh, the last uh, movie, the last stop motion m- movie from Leica. Okay. Uh, the Box Trolls. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And because he was voicing two different characters and he was trying to get very distinct, he was, there was times for the one character, he would actually go and he was laying on the floor because he wanted to get a specific resonance uh-huh. from his diaphragm, but with no movement and no breath. So he actually had to lay flat. I mean, these are the depths that voice actors go to. Mm-hmm. To really, I can't wait to talk to him about the Jungle Book because he's also right. he's voicing he's Bashira, the, mm-hmm. the Black Panther who guides Mowgli on his journey. Oh, that looks fantastic. We were just talking about that earlier today to go see it. Um, but uh, no, you're right. I think I mean it's it's a, you're building a character. It's not just a voice. I mean you really you really get into it just like any acting mm-hmm. job. You know I heard uh, your podcast with Alan Tudyk in it, <laughs> and yeah, fan of his. He, his voice is fantastic. We saw Zootopia there. I mean it's unrecognizable actually. Some of these voices. Yeah. I mean I'm still trying to. I mean I do a lot of voices, but some of them you you can recognize me. I, I think when 
my brothers or my family doesn't recognize me, then I got a voice. Oh, yeah. And it happened a lot. I mean, it happens a lot, but sometimes when I get recognized or when they recognize my voice, it's like, okay, this one's you. I feel like, damn, I I, I should have done something different. (laughs) You know, and uh, then you have, you know, cast like like the Simpsons cast or something like that, that, that they're just they know those voices so much and they can do, you know, hundreds of voices at will. It's it's really a difficult, very difficult job, mm-hmm. I think, to do, but yeah. very fun and very rewarding. Yeah. And, uh, you know, Scott adds it. Scott, who did the voice of Baymax mm-hmm. uh, in Big Hero 6. Yeah. I mean, he vo- does so many different voices. He also does on screen, like yourself. Mm-hmm. He does, and Alan, you know, does camera work yeah, yeah, as yeah. well. Yeah. And but the when you can't recognize, that is, I think, one of the greatest things. It is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Alan Tudyk has that. Like I was watching um, Zootopia, mm-hmm. and I didn't even know that was him until afterwards. The uh, what is it, like the weasel? That yeah. Little weasel that he was. It's just yeah. He's he's good. Like Wait a minute. D- you did stay for the credits. Tell me you stayed through the credits. Did we stay for the credits? Yeah. What happened? It, wasn't it like the, the show that was going on? Like the draft or something? No. that w- Yeah, the Shakira? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The dancing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I thought you meant like after, like way no, after. No, like no, a, oh, no. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, no, no. No, just, we stayed. You're what you're one of the people that you know. You stay through the credits of oh, the film. Oh, I, I stay. Yeah, if I know something, because I I do my uh, uh, my research before. Like I read about it, unless I don't, don't want to know what it's about. But I read some stuff about movies, mm-hmm. and then if there's something at the end, I will stay and watch it. There's been a lot of times where we have to stay. Well, you know, as, as a rule, I'm going to lecture you here. You know, here as, we go. As a rule. <laughs> Yeah. As a courtesy to your fellow craftsmen, mm-hmm. you should sit there and stay and read all those credits mm-hmm. because you want them to do the same for you. Wow. Yeah, that's that's an eye opener. Yes, I will do that. I do do that. Honestly, I do. And we actually okay. do sit and we do watch. Sometimes there's credit and we point out credits like we I, I yeah. really do appreciate that. I do do that, but not as much as, you know. I should I mean, I, sometimes, but I, I do. I get the biggest kick out of the credits because, I mean, I go back to the day when it was, you know, like <laughs> one page of credits. Yeah, exactly. My dad, you know, he was back 60 years ago in mm-hmm. television. Right. And there weren't credits. Mm-hmm. It was director, producer, and the main cast and yeah. at the start of the show and nothing at the end of the show. Yeah, exactly. But, you know, now, I mean, I love watching the credits now. It's mm-hmm. the first time I saw Assistant Greenskeeping Painter. <laughs> I laughed. <laughs> then I'm watching the film that just came out, The Witch. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. Love that film. That I love the Black Billy Goat. It, it just <laughs> it does it for me in that one. <laughs> but I'm looking at the credits, and it starts with, you get, oh, it's probably three quarters of the way in. Mm-hmm. Mental health, onset mental health counselor. Hen oh, wrangler, wow. goat wrangler, and I'm looking. <laughs> oh wow! And that was the order. They're they're, yeah. Onset mental health counselor, <laughs> hen wrangler, and goat wrangler. <laughs> That's fantastic. That's fantastic. I mean, I've never heard of that. I mean, no, 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 never no, heard of that. No. I had never seen, and just it, it was funny enough to see. Yeah, you're going to have animal wranglers, but when you start seeing mm-hmm. bug wranglers and hen wranglers, bug wranglers. Yeah. Yes, I. They're, they're, you know, I used yeah, to I think, think that, so. like, key grip was weird back when I was young, you know? Like, we used to make fun of what a key grip mm-hmm. was. Uh, but now, yeah, then you get credits like that, and it's crazy. And then I can't even imagine, like, going to, like, an Avengers movie and staying for the entire credits. Oh, I do. 
Always. I mean, that's like 20 minutes. Well, I mean, you have to because of the end the, credit scene. The, you're just like, oh, man, I got to stay 15 minutes to watch the end credit scene. Well, and you know what? You know what's really interesting what happens with those Marvel films mm-hmm. is that the pr- as press, we're going to the press screening, whatever mm-hmm. it is. We don't get that Easter egg at the end. Mm-hmm. Which means we have to then go spend money to go see the oh, film no in way. the theater to I didn't see know the that. Easter egg. Why wouldn't you get the Easter egg? Oh, the, probably sometimes they don't. They don't even record them. Probably when you watch it, like the right. Avengers, they so, record it. Some after. of them, right? Some of them they right. did. You know, after we they did it the night before our press conference mm-hmm. in the morning after we had already seen the movie. Yeah, and sometimes they have like two or three different ones, and depending on which one they want to use. But of course, the the whole idea too, very smart marketing on the part of Mr. Bob Iger at Disney, <laughs> is we have to go spend money. Yeah, too, of course. To yeah, see, yeah, yeah. Like, I'm not going to go spend money anyway to go see the Avengers. Right, of course. Mm-hmm. You know, that's I do that quite often with films. Whenever mm-hmm. I can, Yeah. I will, even if I've seen it at a press screening or I've screened a link or a screener at home. Right. If I can, I will still go pay money and see it in the theater. Yeah, well, some movies you got to watch more than once, sometimes 50 times, like Rocky Four. Rocky Four. <laughs> just, um, I wish I was kidding, actually, but no, I, there's a lot of movies that I watch a lot. Like no, 50 times. I, well, I didn't work on Rocky Four, so that's okay. I worked on Rocky Three. Oh, and, really? And I worked on Rocky Balboa. Oh, wow! But yeah, what so, were you doing that? I just did some PA stuff. Oh, that's cool. That's very cool. But uh, you know, I like to keep my hand in the mix. Yeah. What'd you think of uh, uh, Stallone not winning the the Oscar? That. For that? Was the greatest travesty of the year. Oh, I'm so glad you say that. I'm so glad you say that. He, I mean, Rylance was fine, mm-hmm. but there wasn't, it was pretty much, a, it was a one note. Mm-hmm. Stallone took us on a life's journey mm-hmm. in his face, in his vocal expressions, in his intonations, mm-hmm. his eyes. You felt and saw a life's journey unfold. Big time. And for the Academy to overlook him, it that just it, it, that was unforgivable. It was very weird. I mean, his acting was amazing. I know it's a character that he knows probably more than himself. Yeah. Um, but I, I thought, I mean, I, I thought it, he was more of a shoo-in because more than his acting, the 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 Academy loves recognizing that. You know, I mean, it it could have been history right here I after mean, for, forty years. Yeah. Being the same character and being nominated after four. I mean, that's the Academy loves that stuff. They love it. Yeah. And it could have been in the books. That's why it was such a, uh, that was it was a, a bummer. That was a shocker. Mm-hmm. The other, another shocker was actually Sandy Powell not winning for costume. Because she was nominated for the costumes for Carol and uh-huh. for Cinderella. Right. And to have Jenny Beaven win costume for Mad Max. Yeah. Those were pretty cool costumes, though. Yeah, well, yeah, but then <laughs> compare them to the grandeur of Cinderella. Uh-huh. And, you know, each of those, eat that blue gown in Cinderella. Right. Sarah will appreciate this more than you. Yeah, I didn't watch Cinderella. Okay. Well, that had over 10,000 hand-sewn Swarovski crystals on it. Holy crap. Yeah, that's The hot. white gown that Helena Bonham Carter wore as the fairy godmother not only had 10,000 Swarovski crystals on it, but then was completely wired with battery packs and LED lighting to make the white of the fabric illuminate. Wow. Yeah, but... And Sandy Powell got got looked over. But Mad Max had shoulder pads with spikes. I mean, that's cool. 
Oh, you can go to New York, New York or Hollywood and find that. Come on. I'm just kidding. No, that's, oh, I, I'm with you. I'm with you. Oh, my God. You know, I'm for all kidding. of our listeners, I want to let you know, all you fans of Alex out there, I know he's been tweeting about it and Instagramming and all this. You can call in mm -hmm. and you can talk to Alex live. In Espanol, si quieren también. We can... As long as, it's, as long as it's clean. Yes, of course. Yes. <laughs> yes, mom. But our num our, the number here, it's an 800 number. It's free. It doesn't cost you anything. It's 800-405-6425. That's the right number, isn't it, Brian? <laughs> I don't normally call myself here, so. Okay. But yeah, anybody that wants to call in and talk to Alex, cool. he is here and he'll answer anything. Oof. Almost. Ooh, yeah. Make it gossipy then. Well, you know, okay, you say gossipy. <laughs> well, with a lead like that, I, I, I have to jump right into. Oh, here, yeah. Uh, so tell us, case, quién es quién? Well, you want to tell you the story of what it's what it's about, or the guy, or you want to tell us uh, tell us the story so that people who okay. are have not seen the show are familiar. Right. with Right. Yeah. I mean, you can. It's a telenovela in Telemundo, and you can. Uh, 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 it's in Spanish, obviously, but it's closed caption, and um, it's a story. It's pretty much a prince and the pauper, you know. Mm -hmm. uh, this rich guy and poor guy—they're twins, and they're separated at birth, and then they exchange lives, you know, through a miraculous circumstance, and uh, they have to leave each other's lives, and nobody knows. Uh, in great telenovela fashion, the rich guy <laughs> has amnesia, <laughs> you know, after a bump in the head, and that's why he can't we remember. Got, we got a lot of that going on in English soaps right now, too. Yeah, General, amnesia. General that's, Hospital, that's, come on. that's the number one rule right there for telenovelas. And then, uh, yeah, so all these, uh, you know, hijinks ensue. Um, and he's great. The Eugenio, his, his name is Eugenio um, uh, Siller. He is the protagonist. He plays the twins, and he's great. He's really fun, really cool guy, amazing, amazing guy, amazing actor, I think, for pulling off uh, both those characters. Okay, but now the big question, is, yeah. he, is he getting two paychecks? You know, I, 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 uh, we never asked him. We talked about it. You, you know? <laughs> We're like, does he get paid? I mean, how does he get Because he does. He do, I mean, working in a telenovela is, is really difficult. You work for like... You know, sometimes you can work for like 15 hours mm -hmm. and he does because he plays two parts. And when you're the protagonist, you, you work every day. Now, he, he's, he's two. He plays two protagonists. So when he would finish, he would be dead, I yeah. mean, dead tired. But he plays uh, uh, two parts really well with a lot of energy. He has to have a lot of energy mm -hmm. and he does it really well. And he's always smiling. I don't know how. I'd be really upset. Then <laughs> he I must be to. getting two paychecks. Yeah, that's probably why. Yeah. Oh, so we have, do we have a caller for Alex? All right. <gasps> what do we got? Let us go to the phone. Yeah. Hello. Welcome to Behind the Lens. Hi. Hi. Do, would you like um, to speak with I Alex? Alex. Hello. Which is the best movie that he considers? I mean, which movie is the best that he considers and why? The best movie. Oh man, that's oh tough one, Alex. Uh, best movie that I consider. And why? Uh, me see that 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 changes a lot. Oh, it's just so many facets, you know. But I, <laughs> I think I would go with. I think I would go with One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. Uh, uh -huh. I change. I usually go from, uh, you know, The Shining to Braveheart all the way to Karate Kid. <laughs> 
but then you go, you have, uh, you know, your Godfather 2s and everything. But One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest, I think, is uh, pound for pound one of the best movies. Uh, I, I, as an actor, I see the acting as incredibly solid. The storyline is insane. Uh, very true to the book as well. Um, and acting, directing. But uh, what's the name of the lady that played Nurse Ratchet? Oh. I forgot oh, her name. Oh, my mind is blanking. Yeah, she is. Her face is in my head. I know. I know. I forgot her name, too. Um, yeah, doesn't Yeah, but it was, it was amazing. It was amazing. I can't really pinpoint exactly why. I just know that that movie, every time it's on TV, I have to watch it. That or maybe The Shawshank Redemption as well. All these movies are starting to come oh. up now. That is a movie that every time it's on TV, I would watch a Shawshank because I think that's a complete, very complete movie. Um Oh jeez, yeah, I think I think that would be it. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Yeah. Okay, thank you. Welcome. Thank you, Amelia. Bye. Hey. Bye. Is yeah. Well, that's a fun question. Yeah, that was that was nice. That was fun. Obviously, I really fun. think that you like one flew one flew over the cuckoo's nest because it gives you inspiration for all the characters that you do. Yeah. I yes, I think so. That and it's crazier than you are. So. It's very crazy. Yes, very crazy. But I like it. And I let, a lot of people. Uh, um, that was her first movie, right? Like Danny DeVito, Christopher Lloyd. A whole lot of them. Yeah. Yeah, it's a good movie. Yeah. You know, and of course we owe it all to Michael Douglas. Yeah, and my, yeah, that's right. Because he wanted Jack Nicholson, and he was the only one that wanted Jack Nicholson for that I part. Think so. I think so. But yeah, but he got behind that as a producer. Yeah, that's and right. So, I mean, you know, my, the Douglas family, Hollywood owes them so much. Mm -hmm. You know, we saw a lot of that, you know, with Trumbo this past. Oh, I, I was just about to say that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thanks to Kirk Douglas. I mean, I don't know how true Trumbo was, which I'm sure it, it was, was. It was. Pretty accurate. It, yes, extremely so. Yeah, but it was it was just nice to see, uh, you know, a guy play Kirk Douglas on screen with and wasn't I mean, wasn't. He was it, fantastic. The, the he, body, the, you know, he really captured. He was him. I mean, it was awesome. It was awesome. It was absolutely amazing. Like a man's man, you know, and just. But, you know, the whole story of Trumbo and what Kirk Douglas did in, you know, no, Dalton Trumbo is writing this and Dalton Trumbo's name is going on the script. That mm -hmm. is what finally broke the blacklisting. Yeah. And it's a, it's a piece of Hollywood that so many people had surprised me they did not know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And to see that unfold. But there's so much great stuff that just intersects through the generations with film. Mm -hmm. You yeah. know, and crossover. Yeah, he but was nominated, right? Cranston for that? Brian Cranston was yeah, nominated. Yeah, he, he was solid. He was really good. I liked him. He's, But he's always good. He's that always guy good. is always good. I think if you find anybody that says, I don't like Brian Cranston, something's wrong with that something's person. Something's wrong with yeah. that person. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, we have another Mike. All right. And hello, Mike. Welcome to Behind the Lens. You have a question for Alex. Yeah, thank you so much, Alex. I'm a huge fan of yours. All right. I uh, love Thanks, your Mike. show, love your body of work. I appreciate uh, it. I wanted to ask you, uh, in the 1993 movie The Sandlot, who would you consider uh, the third <laughs> best player on the Sandlot baseball team? <laughs> well, Michael, the third best player would be, I would say... Let's see. Obviously, uh, Vitar would be number one. Then uh, Hamilton Porter would be number two. I would go with either Yeah Yeah or or Squints. I would probably go Squints. I'd say I'd say okay. Squints. Yeah. All right. You wouldn't put Benny and then Nunez since Nunez did go Triple A. 
and then he started his kid's baseball team. Oh, that's I right. I actually put Hamilton Porter, but it just Hamilton seemed... Porter at three. I forgot about Nunez. Yes, yes, he did play AAA ball. Uh, uh, yeah, no, you're you've right. I would... the, you've seen the Sandlot, though, right? I... I'm asking the right question, right? <laughs> yeah, I have seen the Sandlot. <laughs> I would go with Hamilton Porter, yes. Good answer. Thanks so much for having me appreciate on, it. Alex. Love your body work. Love you, buddy. Thank you. And, appreciate uh, it. Take care. Thanks for having you on. Thanks for being with us. All right. Thanks, Thanks Mike. Mike. That's great. My, my. <laughs> Sandlot question. Sandlot question. Always appreciated. Yeah, big Sandlot. Well, you know, speaking of Sandlot, baseball, cool stuff. There's a new documentary coming out, mm-hmm. Fastball. Oh, really? I haven't heard of it. That if you like baseball, if you're a baseball fan at mm-hmm. all, an amazing documentary all about pitchers over the over the eras, the different eras. Oh, wow. Yeah. It's great. on Netflix or something? It's, no, it's actually coming into theaters. I think they're going to do uh, a multi-platform you know, mm-hmm. release yeah. with on-demand theaters all at the same time. Right. But I think it's April 1st in time for baseball season. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's Amazing nice. documentary. I, I was just enthralled watching it as we go through the eras and all these Hall of Famers. Mm-hmm. They, they, You know, Hank Aaron talks about some of the pitchers he's faced, and it all boils down to the fastball and the ultimate question, mm-hmm. who holds the record for throwing the fastest pitch. Holy crap. That's that's not Roger Clemens, maybe, I would say. I can tell you it is not. Really? I oh, can, wow. I can tell you that oh, wow. much. It is not Roger Clemens. Wow, that's crazy. But it, they're, they're they some, answer that in this documentary? They actually answer it. That's pretty cool. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, I just I did interviewed the director, Jonathan Hawk, the other and day. And he told you who it was? Oh, they it, you get it's in the movie. Yeah. It, you see it unfold, and you and you understand... Because different eras, there were different speeds mm-hmm. based on what was available for testing the speeds at the time. Right. The very first uh, fastball speed test was done, I think it was um, Feller, Felder, mm-hmm. and tested by setting up two screens. And he pitched as a, mo- as a police motorcycle rode by him as fast <laughs> as it oh could go. God. And on slow motion, his pitch broke through the, the screen before the motorcycle did. Oh, wow. So who they, was this? What picture was this? Feller Felder. Mm-hmm. Let's see. Let's see if I have my notes here from the other day. <laughs> oh, wow. One never wow. knows. Yes, that's you, a lot of notes. You're privy to yes the notes. Look how clean they are too. Uh, that's because yeah. this is the new book. Yeah, very prepared. You should, you should look at the old book. Okay, we have here Bob Feller. I was right. Bob Feller. Bob All Feller. Right. Never even yeah. heard of him. He played for the uh, Cleveland, and he was called the Heater from Van Meter. Oh, wow. That's an awesome nickname. But the the film is just, there's a lot of archival footage. There's footage mm-hmm. they found that, you know, people would take their old cameras back in the 20s and 30s, mm-hmm. you know, grandpa and grandson, and go to a baseball game and film stuff. So a lot of stuff has come up over the years that people just had lying around in their garages. Mm-hmm. And then they went to the to Cooperstown and the Hall of Fame and Major League Baseball, very involved with access to players and things. So baseball fans out there, mm-hmm. I can't recommend this highly enough. Fastball. I will watch it. Fastball. Mm-hmm. It is, and it will answer the ultimate question. Of who is the fast? I hope it's Fernando Valenzuela. I really hope so. It's not him either. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Oh, oh my God! Yeah, yeah. Well, it could be. No, no, no. It's not. It's no. definitely not. You know, I was disappointed that Steve Carlton wasn't even mentioned mm-hmm. in the documentary. Which, yeah, I'm a Phillies fan. I'm a diehard Philly girl. Yeah, Verlander's not mentioned. I'm a Tigers fan over here. As, um, as you can see with the hat I'm wearing. 
No, Verlander is mentioned. Oh, really? Yes. Oh, cool. That's very cool. But, you know, I, I even though Steve Carlton was not among the pitchers discussed, you know, I was happy because they had input from Mike Schmidt mm-hmm. talking about facing off against various pitchers in their fastballs. Right, 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 right. And, of course, the documentary is narrated. I'm sure you can guess who narrates the documentary. Is it a... Uh, On baseball. Euchre? It's Bob Euchre? No. no. Is it a baseball guy? No. It's an actor. It's an actor? Mm-hmm. Ooh. Baseball... Uh, Charlie Sheen? No. So, all right. He's a huge baseball fan. Uh, a respected know. baseball fan. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Uh, I don't know. Kevin Costner. Oh, no way. Oh, wow. That's awesome. Yeah, well, I would put him in there. Well, in a few baseball uh, there, movies. there is nobody that I could envision narrating this. And from the, the, Except oh, for and, Morgan Freeman, maybe? No. <laughs> no, because the, you hear the passion that Costner has in his voice. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if you saw the film For the Love of the Game. Yeah, I did. Okay. Yeah, Detroit. And, and he's in <laughs> his head. You know, in his head, he's talking to himself about winding up and the pitch. And the minute you start hearing him with the opening narration, mm-hmm. you're right there. You're in Billy Chappell's head. Yeah. And it just, he carries you through this. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, it's just, it it really is. It is one of my favorite documentaries of the year already. Right. Yeah, we'll check it out. Definitely check it out. April 1st? April 1st. Uh, you're not April fooling me, right? That, uh, that no. does come out on April 1st? It does, oh, because right. of baseball season. <laughs> okay, yeah, it sounds good. All right, then you I know, will check it out. Yeah. It's am- You know, it's amazing how much thought goes into release dates mm-hmm. for films. Yeah. You know, baseball movies coming out the first. We all know about all the all the release hubbub with all the Star Wars movies. Mm-hmm. Yep. You know, around now, Christmas, all those big budget. Big yeah. Event movies. So, and then some are timed, like this weekend's movie that just opened, Miracles from Heaven, mm-hmm. with directed by Patricia Riggin, Eugenio yeah. Derbez. I haven't seen that. I hear that's actually really good. It is. It blew my mind. I don't know if you're familiar with any of Patricia's other films. She's directed. Yeah, she did 33, the 33. She did the 33. And... She did Girl in Progress. Under the um, Same Moon. Yes. Yeah. Which I fell in love with that film. Mm-hmm. And that was really her first film that was brought in t- to American audiences. Right. And she worked with Eugenio. Yeah. Derbez in that film. That's right. And that's where their collaboration started mm-hmm. and have continued Kate, Kate Del Castillo. Kate as well. De- Del Castillo. <laughs> yeah. And then Kate was in 33 as well. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. She was one of the wives, right? Yes. Yeah, that's right. She's yeah. a small part of there. Yeah. But, um, uh, yeah, no, she's she's great. I have to, I actually heard it was a really good movie, so I want to check it out. I mean, it's the number, it is now, it pulled in just shy of 19 million. Mm-hmm. It, in the that's good. Wednesday to Sunday release, it is now the single biggest faith based film opening. Oh, really? Oh, wow. Wow. And, yeah, I mean, it's just... Because I can't imagine the budget for that movie being that big either. $13 million is what's reported on the budget <laughs> for that. Wow. And, you know, Kate's been hoping that she'd get a chance to get a bigger budget film to do. Uh-huh. Well, I think this opening ensures that she's going to get that. Yeah, yeah. That, that Patricia's going to get that. Plus, it's got good word of mouth as well, you know. And, you know, the cast, you've got Jennifer Garner. Mm-hmm. You've got Martin Henderson. Mm-hmm. Uh, you've got Queen Latifah. Mm-hmm. Who is fabulous in this movie or just in, in this, general? No, in this movie. Oh, okay, yeah, it's amazing. <laughs> uh-huh. It is absolutely amazing. Yeah, we'll definitely go check it out. Yeah, and if if anything to support the, uh, you know, the Latin uh, community as well, it's always big. You know, and of course they timed it to you know Easter. Easter is next Sunday. Mm-hmm. Good Friday is this Friday. Yeah, that's right. Palm Sunday was yesterday. Yeah. So, 
you know, they really thought about about the release on this one. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But, you know, and of course, we'll use that as a segue into talking about Ohenio. Mm -hmm. As I mentioned to you before the show started, I see your trajectory similar to Ohenio Derbez. Well, I hope so. I mean, the guy is 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 really big, I mean, in the Latin world, and he's really trying. He's he he's a worker. The guy works and I mean, it's funny cuz here even here in the U.S., the movies that he's done have spanned, you know, a good decade, you know. I yeah. mean, he's been around. But in Mexico, he has been around forever. Like, mm-hmm. I remember when I was a kid, he was already, you know, who he Huge. was. Like, he was already big. In the comedy world, he was. He's, like, the comedic guy yeah. in Mexico. He's, like, cantinflas mm-hmm. of, of this generation. And he's hilarious. I mean, everybody tunes in to watch his stuff when he used to be in Mexico. And he had his, you know, his comedic show, his variety hour and everything. Mm-hmm. And the guy's a genius. He's a comedic genius. And... What he does here, he does a lot of films that are don't really. Uh, he doesn't really do his comedy here because right. it works well in Mexico, Spanish, mm-hmm. you know, slang and everything. Right. But it doesn't work here. You know, it worked in La Misma Luna mm-hmm. because of the character that he played right. in that. It didn't work as well in Girl in Progress, mm-hmm. but now with Miracles from Heaven, he totally goes into the dramatic side. Right. He's he's playing a doctor yep. who you know, he reaches these young patients these kids with humor mm-hmm. and makes them laugh but then yeah. he's got to turn on like a dog patch adams very much so. and that's exactly what i put in my review of the film that's how i described yeah. dr nurko who is a real doctor okay all these people in this film they're they're all real people mm-hmm. this is a it's a true story right that's cool but to watch a henio now push himself mm-hmm. into the dramatic bent mm-hmm and you know because he's his comedy as you said his comedy is fabulous it is his timing is is unbelievable and i i i, I fir- his first american movie that i saw was batteries not included mm-hmm. or not american but the one that actually made it here right i don't know if you saw that yeah. uh yeah it's he was he was really good the movie was really good but he was all i mean it was a serious it was a dramatic movie. He mm-hmm. threw in, uh, you know, his funny stuff, right. but it just doesn't translate as well. And I think he wants to find this like uh, perfect balance, you know, this marriage to kind of bring it into mm-hmm. like the U.S. audiences. But it's different, you know. I mean, yeah. he's doing well. It's fantastic, and yeah. his movies are good, and his acting's great. But I think he there's still something like this barrier that he can't get over, mm-hmm. you know. And it happens with a lot of Latin actors, you know. Mm-hmm. And and in my case. Uh, it's it's the other way around. I keep saying that I have this special like a like a different case because mm-hmm. I grew up here in the US. I mean mm-hmm. I speak perfect Spanish and everything, but I the first place that I went to was Hollywood and I started, you know, working and doing all these movies and shows and commercials and everything in English. Uh, a lot of the th- things that I've done have been in Spanish, but then after doing all that English stuff, I started to gravitate more towards the Spanish mm-hmm. stuff. So I kind of went, I mean I don't want to say backwards because it isn't. It's just I'm not really doing the same things that a lot of Latin actors do, that they start in their countries and then they move over here and they try to do the same. You're going backwards. (laughs) I guess I am. Yes, I'm going backwards. (laughs) But then I always, you know, I always come back to Hollywood. Mm -hmm. I'm always here because that's, you know, the dream, whatever. But I always thought I had this advantage because I spoke perfect English, perfect Spanish, and I can do an accent if you want. Mm -hmm. But, you know, that's why I didn't really get involved in anything Latin-based or anything. I just thought, I got it. You know, it should be fine for me. I have this advantage. But... They, I still go out to auditions. I still go out to films. I still go out to things like that where they want the Mexican guy, mm-hmm. you know, instead of just a friend, just, you know, college right. friend or whatever. No, they want the Mexican, Hispanic, Latin guy friend, mm-hmm. you know, and I'm just like, I can be a regular friend, you know, yeah. 
uh, again, it's fine. It's some, I mean, I learned in Hollywood that if you get offered a job, you know, if it's good for, and if, if you're okay with it, take it. You know, don't yeah. don't just be like, no, I'm not going to do this. It just that's how I started. You know. Um, well, you do know now. Ohenio has a production company, and it's based here in Hollywood. Uh, yeah, I do. I do. And a lot of people just, are trying to just throwing that out there. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, it's it's just it's hard to kind of make it to do that jump i mean if it's hard yeah. to do you know to make it in hollywood anyway to to be you know come from a different country itself but uh, uh it's just really hard so we try to kind of like help each other out you know mm-hmm. and um he's doing a fantastic job i mean he's doing great i think he's he hopefully he'll make like a really solid movie with a huge uh, american following you know yeah i mean it would it would be nice for you to do that too and beyond the huge what are what are the ratings on Candy's Can right now? They're really is, good. Isn't I, it like the number one? It's it's up there. I, I, I mean, it's I, I think it is. It varies, I guess, from week to week. Um, but it, yeah, there was a point where, yeah, I mean, maybe last week or something with that, it was really high up there, and it's still up there. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's it's beaten the nine o'clock show, which is usually the number one. Mm-hmm. Excuse me. Um, the eight o'clock. We're on eight o'clock every night, and we we beat it. We're already ahead of it. Uh, and it's great. I mean, people are loving it. It's it's dramatic. It's funny. Uh, it's a lot of things happening. A lot of like people get bored if not, you know things aren't happening or if it's just talking. They got to show you. And a lot of these uh, characters are very charactery. They're very animated, you know. So so you're you're constantly watching. And every single person. I mean, tell, let's let's be real here. Telling novellas, you you have to be good looking to to draw in more of a crowd. And okay, wait a minute, Sarah. Did he just throw himself? A no, I was gonna there? say. I was gonna say. I was gonna say. No, hang on. <laughs> no, 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 no. Okay, good. No, <laughs> no. I was gonna say that I actually refer to myself as the ugly one out of the whole thing because I'm the I'm the only ugly guy because we're, oh, co- we're the comedic. Not. We're the comedic. Uh, we're the comedic side. Me and this other guy, which I won't name, but we're 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 the comedic guys. So but, you know, comedic guys are the ugly ones. You know, in the El, show. You're El Termi. El Termi. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. So, but yeah, getting back to it because I'm blushing now. <laughs> and, just, and everybody will, will be able to see this later in the week after the video of today's oh, show. Oh yeah, is up. I forgot. Thank you. That's I nice. know. Wasn't that nice? And uh, we're shooting Alex with four cameras today, just so everybody <laughs> knows that four different angles. Yes, thank you. Um, so, uh, so there's a lot of eye candy. You yeah. know, I mean, a lot of people, a lot of uh, people that speak English or that don't speak Spanish. Uh, they watch these shows for for the eye candy and and col- it's colorful, mm-hmm. you know. So that brings a lot more people. And plus, the story's fun, you know. It's a story that's been told many times, and there's a reason, you know. People like those kind of stories, mm-hmm. and it's fun. It's a really, really, really fun telenovela, and and you know, I encourage everybody to watch it. You know, have some fun. Well, what I want to know is is El Termi going to get the girl? Ooh, well. You know, I mean, this gotta... is heartbreaking. It is. It's a little heartbreaking what's going on right now. If you're watching it right now, she uh, he's he's fighting. But uh, you she, know, she's just not interested in you, and I don't I understand why. But in in all, you know, in telenovela fashion, uh, you know, you pretty much know what's going to happen. You know. Uh oh. But uh, maybe not. Maybe, maybe not. Maybe I mean, there not. are a few surprises coming. You know. So. Now, is there another season in play or? No, usually telenovelas uh, they end. It's not like soap operas here in the U.S. They go on for fifty-five yeah, years. Yeah, no, they don't. <laughs> they, they go on for like six months. If, if they go, if they're doing really well in the ratings, they extend it and they mm-hmm. keep writing and then extending, extending. That's why it's really hard to get into a care. I mean, it's 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 hard to kind of 
build a character if you don't know how it's going to end because they're writing it, they're trying to finish it as you're filming. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it, you usually end about six months in and that's it. It's over. No sequels, no second season, nothing. That's just beginning and end. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's it. So, you know, you, it's like a long movie pretty much. Because and this one was what ninety four episodes or something. You did sixty some of those. Yeah, it's a hundred. I think it's one hundred twenty episodes. Okay. Yeah, and I'm I'm I don't know how many I'm in. I'm in a, a, quite a few of them, but I'm not sure. But yeah, there's it's a lot of them. It's it's most of them. I mean, I play the the main guy's best friend, so it's it's quite a lot. Yeah. The the BFF all, always has to be there. Always has has to be there. You know, when when it starts to get a little dramatic or, uh, or really serious, then they throw in you know the comedy side of it and. Uh, uh yeah it's, so it's so what is the best piece of of dramatic advice that el termi has had to give his best friend on the show so far uh you know it's right now we we haven't gotten to that those parts yet because oh. they're, they're mad at each other you know Uh-oh. because she's in love with him so i can't but he this character el termi is, is very similar to a character that i played uh, a couple of years ago in another telenovela called Dam- dama y obrero and also the guy's best friend and these two, I mean, yes, are comedic, the comedic uh, sides of the telenovela, but they're always like the purest character. Uh, they're, they're the, they're very good. You know, everything that they do is for the for for the good of whatever's happening. It's it's all about being good and 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 trusting and fair mm-hmm. and nice and everything that's good about the character. That's what my both of these characters have been. Mm-hmm. So later on, as you see the show, you will see how he's. There's nothing bad about this guy. You know that I play everything. I mean, he's funny and everything, but when it's time to get serious or give some good advice or whatever, mm-hmm. it's it's pure. You know, and that's that's pretty much the writing team. The writing I think is really good. And tell, I mean, these guys are sharp. They have mm-hmm. to change stuff every day. You know, I mean, wow. we get things every. It's insane how good the writers are. Uh, I mean, people watch soaps or telenovelas and they think, ah, you know, generic stuff. It's no. not the best acting. It's not the best right. It's it's so amazing what they do because everything has to be quick, including like the writing, direct everything. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, yeah, I so- know I know a lot of the guys from General Hospital, and I've known them over the years. Mm-hmm. And the page turn turnaround every day, mm-hmm. and writing on a fly, and it's it's it's, it's, it's schooling, grueling. man. It's school. It's 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 school. You're you're going to school here. I uh, sometimes I mean when we go film, uh, we get the scripts the night before. Mm. This is the night before. You can get them at 9 o'clock or something, and you open them up, and you might get, like, you know, 15, 20, even 30 scenes sometimes. And th- these are paragraphs, and there's no way you can uh, um, memorize all this stuff. I mean, you, mm. can, tr- you can do your best. I, I memorized as much as I could the last novella, and that was very painful for me. Um, but then this time, uh, you use an earpiece. Mm-hmm. So they feed you the lines through an earpiece. Uh, yeah, you come in, you study as much as you can, you know, right. to kind of get the character. But um, it's very, very difficult. So you have to be on your game. You have to know where to stand. You have to know where your light is, your camera is. And mm-hmm. you have the director. Then you got guy putting the mic. Then the makeup. Everything at once <laughs> while you're going through the lines. It's it's grueling process. And mm-hmm. then you finish it. Cut. Forget about this whole scene that you just studied. Next scene. And it's immediate. Just like that. Again. It's crazy. Wow. And it's school, you know. So it's... You know, and in the clips that I've seen of the show, mm-hmm. there's also you have a lot of physical comedy going on in Big there time, too. Yeah, yeah, a lot of stuff. Now, yeah. is that do you get to choreograph or rehearse any of that, or yeah. is that just on the fly? I mean, a lot of it's on the fly, but uh, you you get to uh, yeah, you rehearse it maybe w- once before because you 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 rehearse as many scenes as you can, like three mm-hmm. or four scenes at once, and then you shoot them all. 
so the rehearsing is just kind of just go over it's more of like a blocking more than mm-hmm. a rehearsing you just block where you're going to stand so the cameras can see you you do it but and then you yeah you kind of m- maybe try something and if mm-hmm. the director says nothing then you do it uh or you can just kind of they're going to record it so you just kind of <laughs> wing it and do some whatever you want to do you do it you know i tend to do it in rehearsal because i don't want to surprise anybody or right. be you know kind of an ass about it and, and just mess everybody up but you know i try to do it in rehearsal but i'm already kind of like a very crazy you know i move around a lot mm-hmm. and everything so i kind of tend to do that a little more with this character just to you know get more eyes on me i guess <laughs> In other words, he's tr- <laughs> what he's saying is he wants to be the lead actor and not the beat. I'm so angry, so angry. Well, you poor thing. <laughs> no, know? no, no. But it's uh, yeah. I mean, that's that's pretty much the basis of of, of this character, I guess. But no, I, I really don't do that. I mean, I'm not I'm not an yeah. ass about it. Now, Alex Ruiz fans, there's still time. You can call in and and say hello to Alex. Ask him anything you want, within reason. Um, yeah. Eight 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 hundred four zero five. Six four two five. We're going to take a short break, and we'll be right back. Behind the Lens is sponsored in part by the Culver City Observer. Located in the heart of Screenland, Culver City Observer is available in print and online at www.culvercityobserver.com. And we are back for the final segment of Behind the Lens. And joyously, you're being entertained today by my special guest, Alex Ruiz. How you doing? Good to be back. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. It's terrible. Terrible. Oh, my. No, you're not, you're not terrible. Okay, good. So, you know, now that you, you finished shooting mm-hmm. Kian is Kian. <clears throat> yeah. We finished in December, yeah. And... Yes, people, I do know it means who is who. Mm-hmm. Very good. Um, yeah. All right. I still remember from La, La Familia Fernandez in seventh grade. <laughs> I, I, you know. So we can speak Spanish the rest of the podcast. Oh, right? God. No? ¿Hablamos <laughs> español? Muy poquito. Muy poquito. Ah, okay, okay. Un poquito, entonces. Yeah. Okay. That's about it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's revert back to English. Yeah, thank God. Thank mm-hmm. God. So now, what are what else are you working on now? Uh, I have a play that's number one thing right now called um, Máquina de Escribir, which translates to typewriter. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we open April 9th and 10th. Actually typing, machi- writing yeah, machine. Yeah, actually, yeah, yeah, yeah. Writing machine. Oh, good. So you do <laughs> speak Spanish. What do you do? <laughs> nice. Uh, that opens on April 9th. Um, and it's directed by Orlet Ruiz, uh, casting director, pretty big in mm-hmm. the Latin world here in uh, in L.A. Like, where is it opening? You it's don't, opening don't tell me it's opening. It, at the, and uh, uh, you know what? It's funny because it's uh, something Lafayette plays. Just because we just started rehearsing and we just kind of secured the, the, the spot. Oh, okay. I'm supposed to go actually after this to go see it. Um, but So I don't know exactly. But every it's going to be in social media, everything. Okay. We're putting up posters and everything. We'll... we'll uh, you'll and get you, to see you it there. Can, you can do a call in that week and tell everybody all about it. Oh, great. I appreciate that. Yeah, yeah. yeah we'll do that. Yeah, I'll do that. Um, so that and then uh, more voicing. Uh, I'm supposed to voice. Uh, there, we're still in talks to voice the uh, or to dub 
quien es quien in English. Oh, like I'm really? doing my own character. I would hope but in so. English. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but it's kind of nice. I mean, to do this exact same character, but in English, see, that's the advantage. That's the beauty of speaking English and Spanish. Mm -hmm. uh, it's, it's a huge advantage. So they called me in. They asked me if I want to do it. I mean, it's still not, you know, 100%, but I mean, and ho hopefully, you know, knock on wood, I don't think and there's anyone. So, yeah, yeah, it is actual so, wood. Yeah, yeah, so. yeah knocking. But uh, I don't think anyone's, you know, could be more qualified, I hope. You know, I mean, if I don't get this, but uh, I, 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 you know, if you don't get it, there's something <laughs> wrong. Something here. is wrong. Yeah. So there's that. Uh, I have a video game coming out uh, for 2K Games uh, in April. That's when I told you that I did the motion capture mm -hmm. and everything. How now? I have to ask you because motion capture. Mm -hmm. So many. Was that the first time that you did motion capture? It's the first time. Yeah. Now, did you do the full-on with the kabuki on the face? Or we did everything. everything. Yeah, they put everything on us. I mean, we went to one of the biggest, uh, I think it's the biggest motion capture stage in the U.S. up in uh, Pomona. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's it's just beautiful, uh, the stages that they have, the studios and the buildings and everything. It's just a beautiful area. It's like a little town, mm -hmm. you know, of their own. And you go in there, and it feels like Tron. Like, you go in there, and it's this grid. <laughs> and once you see it, you see this big screen at the top, and you're there. I mean, obviously, it's, 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 not, uh, it's not actually you yet. You know, they have to work on it. But you kind of see, like, an outline of you uh -huh. in this TV screen. And then instead of using, like, all these, you know, uh, uh, furniture and weapons that you're supposed to use, they just give you things that have the same dimensions <laughs> as what it's supposed to be. Um, well, we, have, we have another call for yeah, oh, you. All right. Here we go. Ah. Let's see. Hello, Alberto. Welcome to Behind the Lens. <laughs> this is my brother. Is this my brother? Hey, how you doing? Is it my brother? Yes? It sure is. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, you, wait a minute now. You know, you just got done saying not too long ago about, oh, you haven't done a good job if your family can recognize you. But what is that saying that you can't recognize this as being your brother? <laughs> I, know, I know. If you wouldn't have said I Alberto. Know, <laughs> I know. Yeah. And I was like, wait a minute. Is it you? Ah, <laughs> so what, my own blood. <laughs> well, so, what question do you have well, for me? My question was, uh, what are your top three Arnold movies? Arnold Schwarzenegger movies. Schwarzenegger, the only Arnold I know. <laughs> I'm with you, Alberto. You know. Oh wow, that's it's a, a fair question. You're playing a guy called the Terminator. That's yeah. Exactly. Hey, well done. That's exactly. A, that's a good question, B. Uh, I would go Terminator Two. Um. Oh man, this is tough. Terminator two. Terminator one. Okay. And um I, I think Predator. Predator would be Ooh. would be up there. Excellent. Yeah, I mean Well you can't, you can't go wrong with that movie since you got uh Carl Weathers in there and uh Jesse the Body. Yeah, you're right, you're right. I, I, I would go with them. I would go with those three to a lesser extent, Kindergarten Cop, just because uh, you know it's nostalgic reasons. <laughs> it's cute. Oh, it's movie. a great. It's a great. You know, I I think I think it's a really cute movie. It was. I and just, the kids were great. It was on Encore this weekend, by the oh, way. Oh really? Yes. Just yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 I saw I saw a picture of the kid mm -hmm. or the kids, and they don't they don't look so good. Now. No. No. <laughs> Arnold Arnold has held up fairly well. Yeah. He you know for a seventy year old or whoever old he is, I mean he's he looks great. But but now. Yeah. But now, you know, since you brought up the best, the top three Arnold movies here, Alberto, where do, now for you, where does Expendable, the Expendables fall in here? To, 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 I, I think, I mean, it's, it's more of a Stallone movie. Schwarzenegger has like, you know, glorified cameos in it. I didn't like, I, I like the Expendables movie. The second one, I'm a huge fan because of Van Damme, yeah. Stallone, and Schwarzenegger. Absolutely. All three are in. Yeah. 
and it's I mean the it's a kid's dream. Too, though, the only bad part was uh, Van Dam was only there for a few minutes. Yeah, but he's the main bad guy, and yeah. and if you're you know around my age or our age, you know our generation that you grew up watching those you know big '80s movies you know, big action movies mm-hmm. to see them three together. It's what I wanted to watch when I was a kid. So I, I would throw in The Expendables too, not because of Arnold precisely, but because of all three are in there. And even to, uh, also Bruce Willis, I'll throw him yeah. in too as an, as an extra. Right. Yeah. Well, you, you kind of have to. They all kind of fall in the same genre. And like you said, at our age, we, we watch all those, uh, all those guys kick some butt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's kind of nice to see them together finally, you know. So what? Do you, so what, what do you think? Let me ask you, Alberto. What, oh, do, you, what, what, what do you think of Alex's uh, career and his performance, especially in as the Terminator on Kien Kien? Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, that Terminator is great. I, I think he's doing a great job. Um, he's hilarious. He uh, he adds so much to that uh, telenovela. It's so funny oh, to see. Nice. Um, pretty proud of what he's done so far in his career. Um, He's just been dabbling a lot and different stuff that he's doing now, and it's great. You know, voiceovers, telenovelas, uh, helping the Hispanic community as well. So very proud of what he what he's done. Um, it'd be nice if he if you got to see him next to some uh, big names like Rocky or yeah. Arnold. <laughs> yeah, that would be. I know that he would enjoy that. I pre- I, I like that you mentioned. Uh, you said Rocky and not Sylvester Stallone. That's that's right. a Rocky. That's a pure Rocky <laughs> fan. It's, right there. It, come on, it's synonymous. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it is. It is. I mean, that's <laughs> people call him Rocky. Keep saying that. Everybody uh, calls hey, him Rocky. Hey, you're talking to a girl from Philly. Oh yeah, yeah. So, and you worked on two oh, of their Rocky movies. So I worked. I worked on a few Stallone movies. Oh, I also, that's I also did. Awesome. I also worked on Staying Alive that he did with Phenola Hughes <laughs> oh, wow. and oh, wow. Travolta. That's so. crazy. That's crazy. I, I I have a very storied and long history. <laughs> oh wow, that's another sit down right there. We can just talk Stallone for a whole hour next time. Oh yeah, Thanks I know Sundance had the uh, Rocky uh, movies on this weekend too. <laughs> uh, we'll watch them. Yeah, I've already I mean, watched Creed four times as well. So don't don't even. Oh, great movie. Yeah. I mean, it's phenomenal. I'm I'm still grieving over the Academy not giving Sly the Oscar or though. nominating uh, Michael B. Jordan either. He was fantastic. Yeah, he, he was he it, was great. You know, the he pro- was great. The problem is, is that the male category really was so jam packed. It was. It really for was for supporting and for lead. Mm-hmm. It's like who who do you Sacrifice. not include? Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, Idris didn't get nominated, mm-hmm. and oh, for *Beasts of No Nation*, yeah. right? Yeah. 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 For- and even for supporting, you got Jacob Tremblay from Room, who just stole the hearts he of the world. He should have been the main guy, the protagonist. He was a protagonist, not even yeah. supporting. He was insane, yeah. that kid. Yeah. He was unbelievable. And that's just it. The caliber of performances that, we, that we're that we now seeing. Right. You know, I, I think that the Academy's going to change some rules. I think they need to change it to expand all the fields for up to 10. Mm-hmm. Uh, up to. <laughs> up to. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, you know, that's that, a good, that's it'll, good it'll open, you know. That'll solve part of the diversity argument, and it'll open it up mm-hmm. for guys like Jacob, who I'm sure people were thinking, oh, he's young. Yeah, he's a he's kid. He's, yeah, exactly. But <laughs> no, he did a great, great, great job. It was insane. He he did a better job, I think, than than she did. What's her name? Uh, oh, Brie Larson. Who was awesome, obviously. Yeah. Awesome. But this kid, he took the movie. Jacob he took just, the movie. Yeah. Yeah, really Steals good. It. But Creed, I'm telling you, good. But I know. I know. Yeah. I know. Well, thanks, Alberto. Well, guys, Appreciate thanks it, Thanks for the time, Alex. Good luck. No, thanks, man. And, really uh, nice. hey, go Tigers. <laughs> <laughs> thanks, nice. Alberto. Thanks. That's really cool. 
Oh, and that is our that is our countdown. We have what forty five seconds left. Just enough time to say goodbye. Oh no! Oh my God! It's too quick. It's I know. Too quick, you know. This has been absolutely fabulous. Yeah, this is fun. This was a lot of fun. You are going to have to come back. I, I hope so. Yeah. And I mean, definitely, and definitely, you know, once you get the all the specifics for the play, mm-hmm. definitely you got to do a call in. Yeah, we'll definitely call in uh, in April once we're all set, ready. I know where the place is. <laughs> then I'll call in and tell you. <laughs> well, that'll come in handy. Yeah, I think that would help out a lot. Yeah, so. and you know, we talked about telenovela and soaps. Next mm-hmm. week, joining us live is going to be Michael Damien former soap actor. Oh, wow. All right. And his wife, Janine, and uh, actor Courtney Hoffman. Oh, cool. So, about rescue dogs. A new film Mm. that's cute. (laughs) All right. That's it for today. So, join us again next week. We'll have the audio from today's show up on a podcast and online later tonight. The video will be out later this week. And you can watch Alex to your heart's content. All right. Appreciate it. Thanks for having me. This was a lot of fun. A lot of fun. Loved every second. Yeah. Telemundo. Quien es quien. 8 o'clock. Watch it. Okay.